1159 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> to our daily gun show come to you live every weeknight at midnight eastern and we talk to this puppy about second amendment things and guns and then we turn a camera on and a bunch of other people listen while we do it we do this live every weeknight at midnight so we appreciate the people that join us for the live conversation we do it online so uh we have that interactive nature of uh, the internet helping us out so thanks everybody for being part of our live conversation each each night especially on wednesdays and tonight on fridays we take a look at the week at what other people have been doing to keep a thumb on the pulse an eye on the horizon of second amendment issues and i again apologized for the delay tonight or if I didn't apologize, I apologize for the delay tonight. And uh, thank everyone for your patience as I uh, going to get everything put away here and cleaned up as we get ready for the show. But uh, it's been a busy day, and I just literally got done with a couple of tasks here as we start. All right, so uh, this is the puppy, our co-host. Been lectured that I shouldn't have dogs in second amendment stuff or in gun related stuff so again apologize for people that hate the idea of having a little puppy co-host of this show we'll go over there we'll have the little puppy co-host monitor right there so everybody keep track of what the puppy's doing and what do we got going on gizzard just had his show thanks for plugging our show each week gizzard but thank you really for keeping a community together by having a consistent panel discussion going for years now that uh, folks can use when it's fun and they got nothing else to do on a Friday, but also when it's necessary, when it's important, they have a place to find friends. So it's super critical for people to be hosting these live shows. We've got a bunch of people that do it in our neck of the woods. You got uh, G23 on Saturdays, you got Brooke Cheney. I'm gonna count that as a technically as a live conversation at this point. You've got Travis in the mornings on Saturday. You've got, uh, Paul from uh, Second Amendment Foundation, technically, it's a smaller group, but uh, people that are focused on national level. You've got uh, Hillbilly kicking in. You got uh, Foss doing the overnight shows. You got, uh, I don't know who all does shows on.
with, uh, you know, the people throughout the week. Uh, Clover, Ghost, Rokal, Chris, others out there. I'm missing people, I'm sure. But anyway, appreciate the people that uh, are out there keeping the communities together. I moved everything over, and you're looking at an orange screen. That's probably pretty boring. So let's go back to opening this thing up. To look at the show that we're in right now you're looking at yourself well, now you're looking at yourselves here but instead of just looking at yourselves let's open the let's just open the show up and edit the show right in front of everybody what i'm going to do is grab all of this stuff like select all and then copy and then just back take this back to the outside of the show what's your opinion of the thumbnail today the skull and roses let me know what you think of the skull and roses today all right so then we're going to head over to a little place that i like to call substack it's essentially a nerd blog it's a place where nerds put their blogs and it's got more formatting than youtube so watch what happens we got your boring description of this video right here episode 1500 oh shit i forgot it's episode 1500 we're not gonna do anything fun for episode 1500 sorry Got uh, all of this stuff going on, and then when we put it over here into StreamYard, boom, look how cool it looks. All of a sudden, they turn everything, they use what's called formatting, and they make everything look good. So now we're going to put the show itself at the beginning of it all. Otherwise, Brooke's thumbnail shows up, and then uh, to represent the show, then we'll put this title in here. I always put the uh, episode as the subtitle over there. And now it's published, and that's what we will use to follow along and describe the week. Because it's easier to see, it's funner to look at. All right, so normally I would uh, put a little more time into this. This week has been real difficult and busy, so I have not done that. We uh, are starting off our 1500th episode of the show. And if I had more ability to do stuff, we'd have a lot of fun with this 1500 episode. But just be happy there is a 1500 episode it was not guaranteed and it is not certain ever how far we're going to go it's farther than any other show sure and we care because we keep track yeah of course but nothing is given so we appreciate the people that make it possible for us to get here you might notice down at the bottom of the screen there there's a scroll and it's saying our patreons make it possible for us to spend time on projects like these these projects don't need to exist, trust me. People don't want to pay for them. They don't, they don't see a need for it. So I do value the people that dig what we're putting out there and the people that support it, because otherwise it wouldn't happen. We don't need a lot of people. Just need a couple, a few, you could say. Uh, and we really are appreciative that we're able to, uh, to do this each week, not to mention the websites and the other stuff that we work on. All right, so getting into it, uh, that was our 1500 episode uh, part. If we had more time, We'd have more resources and we'd have a bigger deal about that but whatever there's other people that'll do 1500 so we're just one of the people that are doing 1500 episodes let's start with uh brooke cheney she'll get to 1500 episodes at some point i don't know if she's keeping track of her episodes over there but this last week uh was talking about the legislative process in uh in connecticut so she did a separate standalone uh, video about that but what Brooke is known for is her weekly effort to raise awareness about suicide prevention, mental health. 
Uh, this week it was uh, make mental health a priority. So that's actually not it. It was anything goes. And uh, I guess what I got going on here is a run on sentence. So let's just open this thing up real quick like and edit that so that it doesn't say episode 1500 of suicide prevention saturday instead it'll say episode 1500 with a heading and indicate that this is a separate part of the thing all right that's a little easier to figure out and that's why things with ability to format can be more uh can be more uh useful all right, episode 1500. And then we get to Anything Goes with our Suicide Prevention Saturday project. Thanks, Brooke, for posting that each week, keeping a consistent effort. Why is that important? Well, because super critical, important things get overlooked or assumed or um, um, taken for granted. Uh, by doing a consistent effort, you make it more normalized and you give people more opportunity to find the information. So worth checking out, uh, adding items to your abilities to have conversations with our side and the other side. And you might just find a way to help somebody out, maybe give them a, a solution or a trick or a technique in a stressful time to just really help somebody out. Uh, nothing wrong with just taking the bull by the horns and helping another person out instead of uh, trying to always think big picture. And there's lots of that happening out in the world, so don't let anybody tell you there ain't. All right, so let's stop talking about Brooke Cheney and let's start talking about Carrie Ann and Renee. And uh, Sisters in Arms had Jim Wallace from Goal. The, see, there was get out. I think of Goal as get out and live, but it isn't. It is uh, Gun Owners Action League. Uh, they were talking to or about Jim Wallace on with Charlie? Who are they talking to? I was watching Carrie Ann. No, no, I was listening to Jim Wallace talk about the goal website. And then I think I listened to this interview. Either way, here's the thing. I started doing stuff in 1997 on the internet in earnest when I started looking over people's shoulder at AOL and saying, hey, what do you mean you can make the internet over there? And I started fiddling with it. Uh, at first, I was doing websites about where we were fishing because there was no information about the lakes down here. But quickly, that turned into when we go shooting, I was bugging my friends back east about what we could do out here because uh, I wasn't new to being out here, but they weren't out here. So we can do things out here y'all can't do back east. Sorry, it's just the way it is. So I was taking pictures to rub it in and looked around to find gun stuff on the internet in 1997 you know it was out there goal one of the best resources i found back in 1997 for second amendment focused gun content was the massachusetts state level second amendment organization the gun owners action league so i can still remember that it was inspirational it made me think oh well if this state level organization in massachusetts can do such an awesome job certainly you know, we can out here. And uh, that means thinking and working on doing stuff. So, uh, cool. It's been an awesome project over the years. Um, Carrie Ann and Rebecca are, or excuse me, Renee are uh, 
DC project reps, they do this TV show and they had the uh, guy from goal on Joel or Jim. They had Jim on to uh, talk about it. Worth checking out. Uh, Rhonda Mary's been doing a series of shorts, short videos that focus on uh, black gun history. And this was one about Otis McDonald. Otis is cool dude, took Supreme or took city of Chicago to the Supreme Court and won right after Heller establishing not just, well, Heller established the right to keep and bear and, and McDonald made sure that the states understood it applied to them. Later, Ezel had to go back twice to fight Chicago, Illinois. I'm gonna take a break now. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to talk about this and bitch. So four boxes, diner, everybody likes them and whatever. He's doing a thing about the blah, blah, blah. I can't help it. I can't stand it when people throw our flag on the ground, wing shit on it, think it's patriotic and take pictures of it. It's bullshit. So I'm just going to move on and that guy's not going to get talked about. He's a good dude, but he's a lazy ass if he's using that as a thumbnail. He's an asshole if he's using it intentionally as a thumbnail. The United States flag doesn't have a law behind it that makes you do anything with it, but we have an, uh, a uh, code, which is a, a, a rules that let us show and exercise our respect for the flag. There's no obligation, there's definitely no rule, and there's positively no law that you have to respect the flag. It's 100%, respect is 100% given to our flag. This is the lack of respect, the lack of awareness of our flag. It seriously makes me question the person's use of that, their dedication to anything, let alone uh, fundamental traditions and codes that we all decide to live by. People ignore that to our peril. So it bothers me to no end, and I'm going to bring it up. I don't know if other people are too scared or too tender to bring it up, but we're allowed to bring it up. I don't have no uh, whatever. So anyway, I don't like that. So we're going to stop on that. We're going to take a look and see who's over here. Got worthwhile fun. First one to say, hey, welcome. You beat G23 to it. So that's an accomplishment. Welcome and well done. Krabby Turtle also beat G23. He's getting old, I guess. Uh, then you got G23 finally coming in with his third thumbs up. Thank you for that. Steve's out there. Good evening. Anne-Marie, welcome. Thanks for jumping in this evening. Uh, Gunpowder Beauty. I think we got more girls than dudes. The girls are one this evening. So sorry, dudes. You didn't win. Uh, Tim Allen is out there. Uh, listen while he goes to sleep. I'm sure I can help people go to sleep. You're welcome. Woods is out there saying hey to everybody. Wesley joining us. Good evening. Eagle Run, welcome. Good chatting with you the other night. I'm getting used to your thumbnail. It takes me a second to realize who people are compared to thumbnails or whatever. Uh, thanks for the feedback on the thumbnail that I was asking about. DJ's out there. And that might be everybody. No, Roy's out there. Good evening. Hopefully everything's going good with Roy out there. 97 when I started using AOL. <clears throat> in 1997, I was doing really good at AOL. I enjoyed that job quite a bit. And in 97, I just started. But uh, a couple years later, uh, actually, unless you were using DSL, you probably wouldn't have ever had anything to do with what I was doing. But uh, that was an awesome job. So anybody that used DSL at AOL, you're welcome. Uh, let's see. you got DJs putting a number for... Uh, DJ puts uh, links in for people quite often. If you're a content creator and you see DJ out there, you can be comfortable making them a moderator on your channel. 
Uh, he's not necessarily going to scoop up every spam thing and delete it. It's not his gig, but he's definitely interested in helping drop links and uh, enhance the text part with whatever it is you're chatting about. Not necessarily like a robot, but when he's able and he's in front of the phones there. So much appreciated for not just doing it in our chat, but as you do that for other people as well. So we post things uh, at the Great Start Shooting School Saturday show that we mentioned earlier, the Suicide Prevention Saturday. And this one says, are you in crisis or know someone it is? There's actually a toll-free short number, like 911 emergency number. There's now a short number for people in times of mental stress, and that's 988. So I don't know any good way to remember that yet. I don't know if anybody's putting the effort into making a, a catchy jingle for that or some kind of a, a mnemonic or whatever that's called. But uh, if you're ever stressed out, realize there's people out there and it doesn't take long to find the, the resource. But if you're trying to help somebody else out, you're not alone and you don't have to save everybody. A lot of times, often, almost always, all you need to do is get two people together who need to be together. And that's a resource to enable both the person under stress who may or may not be thinking clearly and the people who are frustrated and trying to help people out. Uh, then you've got a full 800 number, 1-800-273-TALK. I don't even remember or try to remember these unless you've, you're good at that or that's your thing. These are available online. So you're a couple of buttons away, a couple of finger swipes away from these numbers. Just realize that they're out there. Thanks again to DJ for mentioning them uh, on the regular because normalizing mental health, normalizing paying attention to each other is part of the how we win, how we win the big stuff when they're messing with us. Oh, thanks for the link to flag code. I need to set up my site. I've got a flag code site that uh, I put up there just to stop me from ragging on people. I've lost a lot of friends over the years because people don't respect our flag and they don't care, but I do. So uh, people don't like it when I call them out on it sometimes. Beckley blocks lots of, lots of business relationships with that, but oh well, I'm still old and uh, not dead. So it hasn't killed me yet. I'm going to keep mentioning stuff like that. Uh, Alan Anchor's out there. Good evening. For the girls. Is that a thing? We're allowed to say for the girls? Uh, and then there's a dude allegedly out there, I guess. Another one. Barbecue. Welcome. Uh, let's see. I notice when the flag code is not followed. Well, thank you. But uh, does the flag code ever change? Interesting. I don't know anything about it, really. Nobody does because we don't really harp on it. We're not like a fascist state where you're going to get murdered or something or executed by the state if you don't respect the flag. It's uh, not necessarily agreed upon by everybody either. You know, things like uh, Pledge of Allegiance says God in it, and that triggers people that can't handle it. So uh, there's certain things about the flag that people ain't going to dig. And I could totally understand if you came from fascism and you do not want to salute the colors of a of a government i get it I mean, i'm not saying anybody should but at the same time you know how to respect other people's uh space or other people's opinions on things and uh well there's no obligation to live in harmony with your neighbor but freedom is what you do on your own liberty is a bunch of people's freedoms mashing into each other either harmoniously or not it's not always pretty or fun or exciting to have liberty but it's way better than the option or the other options. But anyway, we'll carry on with it. But the flag law does change. It was created by a bunch of people at some point. It didn't always exist. We didn't always have a flag. So it's not the ultimate 
be all. It's just that since it does exist, and since you have the option to to obey it, people that don't grind my gears. It's like they're either so lazy that they don't care, which just means they don't care about all the people whose spirit waves that flag, honestly. But it also means that they don't give a shit about any of that stuff that leads up to that. And that's their prerogative. It's their right. But it makes them a loser. You're allowed to be a loser. You have a right to be a loser. But I have the right to call people out for it, too, once in a while. I don't do it all the time, but I do it once in a while when it's heinous and it drives me nuts. All right, so next up is uh, the Virginia Citizens Defense League doing their uh, virtual February meeting. Uh, the best state-level organization out there, I can't say it's the best, but they're certainly in the running, and they're probably in the top three, if they're not already just the best of the state-level organizations out there. Not only did they start most of the other ones, but they are leading the way by being capable of using technology, assembling a large audience of members over time, which is no small accomplishment at all, very difficult. The only, and I mean, they do reach out and they do work with other people and, and they're not perfect. So literally what's uh, one of the, if not the best state level organization, they also lost Ed when their social media guy last year. And there's a lot to be said for a state level organization that can stand losing a key player and continue going. Uh, we have amazing, uh, amazing uh, examples of, of uh, I don't know what the word is, but we have amazing examples to, uh, to be, to, to experience out there in our side. The other side has the 14th richest person. I keep saying that, let's find out how rich is Bloomberg. I think he was actually the 20th richest person last time I looked. Here's the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, just so you know how, 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 the, how the billionaires stack. You got some guy, you got Musk, you got Bezos, you got Gates, you got Buffett, blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, where is he? He's not even on the list anymore. F. Control F is how you find stuff in the computer. Bloomberg. All right, it's finding all the instances of Bloomberg. Oh, he's not even on the list. That's interesting. What's up with that? Is he not a billionaire anymore? Oh, it doesn't find Michael Bloomberg. He used to be right in here somewhere. So did he lose all his money or something? Or did he give all his money away? What's up with Bloomberg? Why isn't he on the list anymore? Weird. So here's what Forbes says, that he's worth $76.8 Oh, look at They do such a great job that they can't even format their shit. And it's got half of his face clipped off. Nice. According to this, 225, he's worth 76 billion. So why isn't he in this billionaire list? Let's go see where 76 would be if he wasn't hiding. 
it would be between 12 and 13 if he didn't take himself off his own list. What's up with that? Does anybody know why he's doing that? Why he's hiding his wealth from the world? So he's still the 12th or 13th richest person on the planet. And uh, yeah, shit, I don't know where I was going with that. The, the, that guy pays for those organizations to do stuff and our organizations, I think what I was going at is our organizations are, are actual people living and learning and giving, getting experiences and getting stronger. All he can do is pay people like the lady from Monsanto who figured out how to get everybody to worry about Roundup or whatever. And uh, she sucks so bad they had to fire her. So he's paying people to try to do marketing while we've got people enthusiastically interested in their own rights and the rights of their descendants and their loved ones and their friends and families uh, and are their, friend, fam their friends and country men, women. And, uh, you know, the other side is just uh, figuring out ways to hate the current political name. Traded eight records for a guitar. Come on, man. All right. Uh, Emery is saying, I can remember Grandpa saying the flag had to be illuminated properly. Shine on it when I was a kid. Well, in order for your flag to not go down at night, like if you're not going to take it down every night, then they want you to have a light on it. And that's one of those things that's in the flag code, I guess, somewhere. Um, and it's just one of those things, you know, you've got... Uh, since there is some ways to pay attention to it, you know, there are people that do pay attention. Not everybody pays attention to everything, and that's how slip happens, right? That's how you change things subtly or allow things to be manipulated or changed. That's how we lost the awareness of guns. That's how we lost the normalization of guns, right? When people went, eh, you know what, those guns are scary. Maybe we shouldn't show them. Oh, look at how long that magazine is. Maybe we shouldn't put that gun on the picture. And then eventually it was uh, too scary to have guns that were considered scary by people who were too scared to be around guns. Anyway, uh, let's keep going. Uh, got uh, New York missing a deadline because of President's Day. Is that epic? And is that awesome? Or did we win because they forgot and screwed up something? I don't like winning because the other side forgot to show up for something or missed a deadline. I'd rather win because public opinion has been swayed, you know, appropriately that guns are normal and that these attacks on gun ownership are really attacks on civil rights and are either veiled racism or bullying tactics, trying to use the government as a tool to beat on people that you don't like. So uh, it's a win and it's neat, but I don't like to take these things as accomplishments. We didn't do anything. We just watched them suck. Minnesota has a ton of gun control happening. When there's a ton of gun control in one bill, is it doom and gloom or is it an indication of something else? Being aware and being vigilant is necessary, period. And then there's drama and hype. I'm not claiming anything here, but we got this tension or this dynamic always at all levels. So getting frustrated by the fact that the antis are never going to stop is useless. Getting smarter and creating different situations, different dynamics so that the antis attacks aren't possible 
that's that's the way to get motivated. So if you're frustrated by hearing about things uh, like extreme gun control, then uh, there's ways to to take actions that give you a sense of not just accomplishment, but awareness that things aren't moving in the bad direction because they're not moving in the good direction, that there's always a fight and we're in a scrimmage. Is that the right word? We're in a, we're at a, in the trenches and we're fighting. And the fact that you're there in the trenches means that they aren't overcoming ours. And that's, that's an accomplishment. It's uh, not as fun as when we take over their trenches, but unless there's a bunch of people ready to do something, the best we can hope for is not losing ground. So anyhow, a little bit of commentary there on that. I'm trying to also read what's going on here. So uh, Alan Anker saying the Daughters of the Revolution, American Revolution chapter replaces flags around the town, I think. So that is, um, we just did one at the local cemetery in front of a veterans memorial, right on. Again, like we do this show in the middle of the night for the people that are up at night getting uh, um, taken for granted, right? The people that do the jobs at night are taken for granted. Same kind of thing with people that change out flags. People just think flags don't fall apart. They think that seeing the United States flag takes no effort and it just exists. So uh, it's always nicer once in a while to shine a little light on the people that are doing it. Uh, let's see. And anyone under 40 who knows... I don't know what that means. So I don't know what that is. There's a $2 super chat. Thank you. Appreciate that. We use that to pay some bills. All right. So uh, next up is the 2A cops. And they're an interesting dynamic. I've been paying attention to their count since the middle of the BS last couple of years. And their insight was refreshing and insightful because there's uh, there was with all the hatred of cops and the disinformation or whatever the lack of information i guess is probably more realistic and then the uh just the abuse that was kind of going on there for a long time uh it was interesting and cool refreshing to get an opinion an opinion from someone who'd uh been uh wearing the badge for a number of decades and it was a couple of guys so it wasn't just one person's opinion and they had uh short uh commentaries they weren't going on and on. Nobody likes shows that take me more than an hour to happen. So uh, good stuff. And then they kind of just existed and they're not doing it for the fame or the fortune. They might be doing it for the fortune, but they're not getting any fortune that I'm aware of, at least not in the beginning. And, uh, and they were just minding their business. And then it sounds like they kind of had not necessarily left it go, but they weren't doing things on the regular basis by any means. They were just intermittently addressing a topic or reviewing an optic or something they weren't really doing much with their channel i think they were just enjoying their lives and doing their thing and then uh i guess somebody decided to find their channel and start harassing them and by harassing them they rocketed them they they uh viral them they made them viral they made the channel huge and now it's a giant channel it skyrocketed to hundreds of thousands of something so if i remember right they're a huge channel now so now they're dealing with what's it like being a giant channel. And I don't know if they're getting an income or not. I'm not really sure how they set that thing up or if um, it's hard to know because uh, just a little insight. Sometimes you talk to people who have giant channels and they go, oh man, I'm making so much money. I'm raking so, in so much money. It's awesome. 
And then you talk to people at giant channels and they're like, money? I didn't know you could make money. So there's people that are leaving all their money on the table and there's people that will not leave a penny behind. So there's a lot of different channels out there. I don't know where these guys are. I really can't tell. They don't make, they don't leave any cues. And I don't think they're hooked up with anybody who's greedy. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, certainly would be interesting to talk to them about the behind the scenes, how their channel's doing. Like I said, it's a really interesting dynamic where let's just say they're haters, but people that hate police came in and hated police so much that they, they made this police channel viral and maybe rich. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. All right. Um, next, we got Chris from 740. They were talking optics or scopes. Good conversation. And it's a panel. So you got a bunch of different people on with different experiences having a conversation, kind of the what we used to do back in the day. Uh, the internet came around and remember who I was talking about AOL earlier, the internet came around and at first no one knew what the internet was. So they were going to places like AOL and CompuServe and different onboarding or online places that were essentially getting you from your house to the internet and showing you around like in a bus. So, Hey, here's the internet. Well, let's all get on the bus and we're going to drive you around the internet and then you can look at it. And then if you want, we'll stop every once in a while, you can get out and take a look and then get back in and then you'll be safe and we'll get you back home. That's kind of like what AOL was like. So then eventually people started figuring out, eh, I can get a car and I can just get my own connection to the internet. I don't need AOL anymore. And that was cool. Everybody figured that out. They had their emails, right? They had their other ways to keep in touch, but they were all out doing their own thing. And then the internet got faster. Uh-oh, now you can have a truck or a RV. Now you can have a vehicle, but you can have any kind of vehicle you want. Okay, that's cool. So people were using the internet in all different kinds of ways. Now the internet wasn't just faster, but you'd be carried around with these phones. Okay, that's pretty cool. So as all this stuff evolved, our ways of communicating with each other have evolved and the conversations, uh, I think are cyclical. I think there's only so many conversations humans can have, honestly. I've started and then in the army and then with the internet stuff I've done, as people get together, meet each other, and start to have conversations. There's like 80 conversations that you can have and then you know each other and you're done and now you're just friends. So I'm saying all this because we had this kind of everyone figuring out what the internet was. And then once everybody figured out what the internet was, everyone figured out where to go on the internet. And then, you know, that kind of sh shifted and adjust adjusted, shifted and adjusted. And then everyone's kind of comfortable with where the, the, what the internet's got and what's available. And now everyone's kind of figuring out where they want to go talk about what they want to talk about. And in that big scheme of things, I think we're all kind of caught up. There's not too many people that are like, what, what's the internet? You know, or how do you use a phone? That kind of stuff is gone. Now it's more of, we all got this internet. We all know what to do with it and how to use it, but where do you go? Who do you talk to? And that, that first iteration that I'm familiar with was those people that first built this, the forums and then they first used YouTube and then they first, you know, whatever you want to point at, you know, the first people to use it. Well, those first people that use it had those 80 conversations and then those 80 conversations repeated themselves. And then those 80 conversations repeated themselves. And somewhere around the seventh year of that, I was sick of it. And I said, okay, I'm done listening to these conversations. They never change. There's only so many of them and they're always the same. So I went to do some other stuff for a while. And then you come back to it and guess what? Everybody's meeting each other, having the same conversations again. So uh, scopes is one of them, I think. 
when you're talking guns and stuff, at least, uh, there's a lot to it, but there's always that initial, like, let's talk optics, you know, let's talk revolvers, let's talk shotguns. So I like listening to Chris's show. It's a new audience of people who are getting together and meeting each other and at different levels and knowing each other. There's a lot of fun there. There's a lot of uh, interesting developments or like angles and, and points of view that come up in those kind of conversations. So I've mentioned earlier in the chat when I was saying thanks to Gizzard for recommending our show after his show or, or chatting us up in his show. Uh, that's one of the other fun things about communities is that you get the opportunity to kind of step in and experience, I don't want to say a rerun, but you get to experience things again if you want to or experience things over and over when you're interested in it. And when you know that those cycles exist, you can just walk over here and let the cycles happen and then come back when everybody's done with the cycle. So the internet's really cool. You get to really choose your own adventure. Oh, let's see, remember Barbara Q threw a $2 super chat at me? Thanks for that. We should probably, I don't have that many super chats. We used to do a uh, super chat thank you on Fridays. Um, I just haven't done that because we haven't had that many super chats. Uh, let's see, unless foo shows are hosted by a blind guy and work other shows that start at midnight. Yeah, well, that's a whole thing that our lawyers will be talking about. Uh, let's see, I used to compete in, I don't know what that is, shows. Wanted to create a folded flag cake called Local VFW, confirmed it was okay, and then just don't lay anything on it. And I, oh, I see what you're saying, like a folded triangle flag? Interesting. Um, so that means literally sugar art. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's cool that you called to to find out because a lot of people would have just assumed or not cared at all, right? And that's that's the whole thing is just thinking about it for a second before you just do, right? Instead of just following what somebody else did all the time. Oh, uh, let's see. 80% of most chats are basically a repeat of a chat. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what I should have said. There's not 80 chats. There's just like 80% of chats are the same chat. Which is fine. I mean, that's just how it is when you meet people. Like, let's say you're a bus driver. Guess what bus drivers have to hear all the time? I bet you they don't hear more than 12 conversations in their whole career. Uh, let's see. It is a poor farm to let a house cat. Is it poor form to let a house cat eat Ritz crackers before bed? Yes. First off, you shouldn't be eating Ritz crackers. Look at the ingredients on there. If you're going to eat crackers, one, go ask your mom to make your crackers or Go to some lady who makes crackers the old-fashioned way and eat them. So buy her crackers off her. Or if you can't do that, go buy something decent because those are full of like hydrogenated this and reinformed that. And that's helping a multinational corporation make more garbage when you could go to somebody local and buy something decent. So that's my first thing. Then, no, don't let cats eat crackers. They shouldn't be eating anything that isn't protein rich. That's not for them. They're going to get fat that way. They're carnivores. All those pointy teeth, that means no bread, no flour. Where Where's a cat going to eat bread? Maybe in the guts of a mouse or something, but uh, sorry about that, you know, inside of a thing that it's eaten, but they're, they're not, that's not for a cat. I would not recommend you letting them eat cat, let them eat that. And then what happens is they may or may not get a taste for that. And then they kind of want to eat that more because who wouldn't want to eat what's easy? or it would taste good or something. There's my cat advice. 
I don't have any cats right now, so it must mean I have really good advice about them. Uh, this is pretty cool. This is uh, out of print, out of battery, something like that. Um, a 3D print channel, and uh, they were talking to some people at Shot about 3D printers and stuff that I totally missed. Would it be cool to talk to them though? Talking about some different processes and different materials, and you know, replicators from Star Trek. That's not completely you know out of the question we're, we're getting closer and closer all the time you know there's a kind of thing that takes essentially a printer and then some plastic and then like prints the plastic each time like it puts a layer and then it prints so you ended up with like a completely full color three-dimensional thing so we're, we're they're really playing around with 3d printers and and not just pushing the same thing all the time. Like they're, they're developing them. They're changing them all the time. Pretty neat. There you go. Cause bread's super simple to make. The problem is trying to get bread off of somebody or, you know, cheap stuff in uh, real food off of somebody. But sometimes, uh, what are they called? Farmer's markets can do that. Same for car guys or the sports. Probably. That's one of the reasons I can't handle sports. Talking about there's like just whatever the number of conversations there are for guns, there's only half as many for sports, or at least I've only ever heard a quarter as many. So uh, that would that would be fr frustrating to have to be restricted to so, such few conversations. This is driving me nuts. I've never noticed before that it keeps dropping my blog title down all the time. Anyhow, so keep going. We've got uh, the Saturday chats. Guess what's this Saturday? A Saturday chat, I think. So this one must be from two weeks ago. I must have messed this up. Isn't there a Saturday chat this week? No, this one says six days ago. Maybe there's not one this week. I thought there was one this week. Anyhow, uh, G uh, Oh, no, no. What am I saying? This is G23's chat. I was thinking this was an overnight. So uh, there's no overnight this week, but there is a, well, I don't know if there's a G23 chat. He's out there. I guess he'll tell us. Anyway, G23 was back last week uh, after a hiatus for his, I don't know, he's doing some kind of elective surgery on his legs or something. Um, now we've got Gizzard. I'm just kidding, by the way. Hopefully he's doing pretty good with... Uh, being home and whatever. I haven't heard anything, at least I haven't heard anything, that it's getting any worse. So hopefully that means it's getting better. Let's see. So then uh, Gizzard had his show last week talking about holsters. And this week, is it revolvers? I forgot. I wasn't there for most of the show this week. So I don't know what Gizzard did this week, but we'll find out about it next week, I guess. You've got uh, a couple of radio shows that I like to mention each week. And I think I only listened to a couple of them. So there's only going to be a mention of Cape Gunworks, who records theirs, their radio show on Wednesdays. But they also do the Grace Curley radio show on Tuesday. So this is a link to that. This guy is super drunk. Uh, Tim Wiener. Uh, he's some guy that he's never been in the CIA. As far as I know, he's just a writer about the CIA. And I guess he's of some renown. And this is the second time the team house has had him on. And he got 
he's the drunkest dude they've ever had on before. And now the second time he's still the drunkest dude, hands down. So he essentially gets super drunk. And if you can handle listening to somebody who's slurring everything they say, he has a lot of insight or at least says a bunch of stuff about the CIA. Um, Super interesting. I mean, if you're at all interested in the CIA, I have no idea what's accurate and what's not. This guy has opinions. And uh, and this is their second two-hour conversation with the guy. Honestly, I'd rather listen to something else, but it is interesting. I don't care about the CIA that much, but it is more interesting than some of the other paranoid stuff you hear about the CIA. There's a lot of paranoid stuff you hear about the CIA from people who never paid any attention to the CIA other than the paranoid stories so listen in to somebody who's just essentially spent his whole life worried about the cia and all the news and everything um you know it's interesting i guess yeah that's what i thought too so i don't know what type of do with that all right so next up was uh the guy from blue angels pretty interesting to listen to this guy had gone through college, got a job as some kind of accountant or something. And then he'd always wanted to be a pilot. His friend enlisted. So he quit being a, um, a accountant or whatever he was and then enlisted and then ended up getting, a, long story short, into the Blue Angels. And he and his friend both flew for uh, their whole careers and stuff. So super interesting. And the guy that does combat story this show is uh, uh, an Apache helicopter pilot. So whenever the helicopter guy has fixed-wing aircraft pilots on, it's another, it's another layer of interesting because they have common awareness of all the things that make you a pilot, but they don't fly the same kind of stuff at all. So they almost have no understanding of each other's stuff other than vaguely. So it's some pretty interesting interviews. And uh, the Blue Angels, you don't really get to hear too much of the stories. You hear mostly the PR and the propaganda type of stuff. Why did I post this? Uh, we had, oh, this was from like a three-hour conversation on Tuesday. So uh, that's that show. Going to listen to a long one. Clover and I did a pretty, I think it was a pretty good ch chat about crowdfunding. It turned into like a three-hour chat. If anybody's interested in helping us rip apart these long format uh, coaching discussions into usable pieces, I'm interested because I've been attempting to do last week's, not this one, but the one from two weeks ago, take apart that three-hour show, uh, and it's just taken forever. I, I've got it like, I, I jump on it for a couple of minutes here and there, and it's just not, fin it's not getting it done. I don't know if it's worth it or not, but I think that uh, we talk about a lot of interesting things that I think are useful in there, uh, especially if they were, you know, the 10-minute piece where we talk about this or that was chopped out of the big three-hour chunk and put down separately. But uh, I'm just not getting enough feedback to make it seem worth the while, and I certainly don't have enough time to just do it. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in helping with that or if you've got an opinion on that, let me know. Same with some of these other shows where they go long, but there might be something useful in the middle. I've always uh, intended to pull the stuff, the little kernels, the little uh, morsels, or the little nuggets of goodness out of them and post them separately. A lot of people do that, but I don't have a staff or nothing, so that ain't getting done. 
All right, so uh, I think that's it. There's more, definitely more going on this week, but um, I didn't have a chance to put it in here. All right, so our goal is to every week focus on what other people are doing that's focused on what our Second Amendment protects, uh, not exhaustively or whatever, but you know what we're able to accomplish. This has been an important week for us. We've got a project going and a bunch of people are helping out. I don't just do these projects because I got nothing else to do. Uh, so we'll talk about that for a minute. Um, and I think I can, I'll throw this link out to the Substack for anybody that might want it. Substacks are kind of neat. There's a couple of cool channels over here. How do I get to Substack? I guess I can just chop all of this stuff off and just go to substack.com. I'm not really familiar with the thing. It's kind of clunky. But this is if I just go to Substack. These are other people's posts. I follow a couple of different channels over here. I don't know how to show the channels that I follow, but these are them. So whether advertising or something, but this guy, Open Source Defense, I think. The story is this guy worked at Facebook and then quit and is a gun person. So uh, started making these shorts. How short that is? These little short, in, in, intuitive or insightful. I don't know what the word is. Like informative yet interesting uh, articles, I guess. He's on number 209, if that's right. So I was aware of this place from its Instagram channel years ago and then finally figured out that this is where they post. And honestly, that this channel is one of the reasons I even started thinking about Substack and then uh, Sharon said to try it. So uh, I jumped over here and it does format better than YouTube for sure. Um, right. Gunswater saying, I like the one hour or more shows for driving back and forth to work. Yeah, and I hear you. Thanks for that feedback. And that's one of the reasons I do this show long is most of my, our supporters, uh, our supporters are from Patreon. We have about 130 people that support what we do, and that makes it possible for me to spend time on this stuff. Uh, it's not going to keep going. We lost uh, YouTube monetization last month, and it is it is apparent that I'm not bringing in the same amount of money as I was last month so it'll change things will change but up until now um uh we've done this as a long format show without advertisement but uh we do it long as opposed to the short stuff that's more consumable and more profitable it's definitely more profitable because if you only go 10 minutes you don't have time to ramble if you don't have time to ramble i don't have time to rag on somebody throwing the american flag on the ground putting their shit on it taking a picture of it and acting like that's patriotism, you don't get a chance to say that in 10 minutes because you don't, you don't have time. So uh, there's some drawbacks to having a long show. And in addition to just having the opportunity and the, uh, the room to put your foot in your mouth, so to speak, or to offend people for sure, um, what a long show does is ruin YouTube. Every time somebody jumps onto a one-hour show for one minute, my watch time is destroyed and there's nothing I can do about that. If I put up three minute videos only and people watched moments of it, it's not such a big detrimental thing because so many people are going to finish watching a three minute video that you, you have a solid channel, like the metrics on your channel remain strong. So I guess that's a little tip. If you want to have a stronger channel, make three minute videos only and you'll get 
you know, at least a stronger watch time and some of those metrics. So knowing that the long video format is detrimental to any kind of channel growth, I could care less, uh, and it could, and it's going to be less appealing to the passersby, to the casual viewer. Again, I could care less. So I make my videos as long as they need to be, because again, those 130 something people that support us on Patreon, that subscribe to what we do, they uh, are mostly people that work overnights. They work shift and or drive and they're listening to this either live on headphones or whatever and they can't chat or as a recording and they can't chat because they'll listen to this in the future so uh, that's the most feedback i get is that thank you for the long format shows that let us dig into this i wish i could do better presentations i just don't have the ability to just you know to prepare for these things um i wing them and uh you know it's my style or whatever but the long format is a decision and the rambling isn't because I got nothing else better to do. It's because the people that support our projects appreciate the long format. And I don't mind putting up a presentation that's rambling and occasionally, probably often, goes off on tangents. It gives people something to listen to. And hopefully it's authentic enough that you understand I'm not scripting this to, you know, to hype up sales or something or hype up um, your, you know, trying to get you to do stuff. Other than get better, right? Do better, be good. All right. So anyway, DJ's taken off. He's gonna go feed a cat. Probably horrible things. It sounds like rich things that are too sugary and too rich for that poor kitten. Now it's not a big deal if you make that kitten run around a lot. So go out on a walk with your kitten. Make the kitten go up and downstairs or something. Make it go pick up the newspaper downstairs or something. Uh, let's see. Woods is saying I can only watch shows live. Usually while driving, I listen to the non-gun stuff, Spotify. Oh, you're saying the opposite. You don't like listening to gun stuff on the road? I hear that. Can I get the monetization back? I don't know. I don't know if I want to because when you monetize, you got to worry about not getting demonetized. And I like money, but I don't like having to jump around YouTube's weird shit. And to be honest, YouTube is mean and could care less about anybody. And I've never loved YouTube and they're not making me love them anymore with the way that they're, the lack of anything to do about the situation. So reinvesting or putting more time into the YouTube side is hard to justify when there's so many other options out there. I mean, we're still here, we're not going anywhere, but efforting to put more time and effort into YouTube. It's not very appealing. It's neat and I like it, but um, it ain't the only thing that exists and it won't be here forever. We'll be here longer than YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm going to try, I suppose. It's, it's, we're leaving money on the floor or on the table. Uh, let's see. A lot of people don't pay attention to that flag code. And to be honest, I don't know if it matters, but since it exists, it's something that people are choosing to ignore. Does that make sense? Uh, listening to a six hour chat from Uncle Jim, right on. Nobody's going to think you scripted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It would be a very difficult script for sure. Yeah, usually if I see anything with bad flag stuff on it, I'll just get rid of it. I don't need it around. Uh, I care, I, I know of and I'm aware of too many people who uh, 
who did ultimate stuff for that thing that and that isn't the thing they're doing it for the people and i'm not gonna it's not worth uh, putting too much effort into worrying about it other than to mention it. Um, let's see. So with that, I think we're wrapping it up. Again, this was episode 1500. So, you know, I'm not complaining, but uh, if it would have worked out a little bit differently, I wouldn't have had such a weird day. Uh, we could have done something a little bit more interesting for the 1500. Uh, maybe we'll do something this weekend and uh kind of reminisce or something but i didn't even get bob a link i was talking about getting bob a link and i didn't send anybody a link tonight so if anybody has any ideas of what to do for 1500 it's not even like a gun anniversary wait is there a 1500 what would what's a 1500 i don't know if there is anything that's a 1500 there's an 1100 but i can't think of anything i don't know if there is any gun stuff for 1500 what are these hearts doing? See these hearts over here? Is that what people are talking about? Hearts? Where's this heart shit coming from? That's what Facebook does. Or that's what Instagram does on lives. So somebody was complaining about those hearts. I don't know where they're coming from. You see, I don't see them on my screen. I just saw the hearts exist over here, and I don't know where they're coming from. So it's another weird YouTube thing. YouTube often... YouTube is the biggest loser in the world as far as trying to worry about what other people are doing anytime facebook instagram TikTok, or anybody else tick to twitter anytime they do anything youtube is going to make something to do something just like it so i guess they decided that instagram hearts are an important thing so they put it in youtube i guess now they just showed up over here in my comments i'm wiggling my screen over here over on the right a whole bunch of hearts just went by and people have been chatting about the hearts in the chat for a while like the last couple of days and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about and now i finally saw what they're talking about uh they're just like balloons or something they come up over here and they they only there temporarily there they are see them i don't know who's doing it somebody's making it happen i guess i don't think i'm doing it and now there's some kind of i don't know what the hell they are now now they're happy faces am i doing it i don't know who's doing it Oh, Woods is saying they got a heart. So I guess people on the other side of this thing. Let me grab one of my phones. I don't know, I'm not logged in with other things. Yeah, I've only seen them on Instagram Live also. But now they put them over here and it just annoys people on phones because they can't read the comments, I guess. So I don't know what that is. But anytime there's anything out there that the system creates to, cre to allow engagement, Assume that that's what the system is going to use as a factor to determine the quality of the product of the of the thing you're viewing. So if you do care about what you're watching and they have a little toggle, either a like button or a thumbs up or a heart or a whatever, I encourage you to click it, not just for us, but for anybody who you value. That is twofold. It will help the system, the, the computer and the, 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 the system it's in understand that you know you're using the mechanism because you value the the thing that's there supposedly but also the human being on the other side like i i'm aware of those hearts but i would imagine somebody who's uh questioning whether or not they should be doing this live thing if it's worth doing it if you know there's no money coming in and there's not that many people compared to other shows should i be doing this and then you see some hearts or whatever those other things are pop up you know that's an indication hey wait there is somebody on the other end of the internet and they are human and they are look you know aware of what i'm saying over here so uh yeah keep in mind that as an audience out there you're on the other side of an interactive platform you're not 
a freaking audience of TV or radio where you can't do anything except call in and complain a phone number later. Like you're literally a whole bunch of buttons away from interacting with the person on the other end of that internet that you're listening to or dealing with. So, uh, oh, there's a Howa 1500. I figured there was something. I just couldn't, nothing I'm familiar with. So thanks for that. Um, so yeah, it is a logarithm thing, but it's also just a human being thing. So keep in mind, you know, think of somebody who's over there and they're questioning whether or not they should do the show again this week. And then they get into it and they're doing what or not. And then all of a sudden a little bunch of hearts and stuff it might seem like a minor thing. And it may be, uh, may be a minor thing, but those little minor things, sometimes you never know. So anyway, just be aware you're watching the internet or excuse me, you're participating in the internet, not just watching it. And, uh, you're not obligated by any means to participate or to interact but when you do there's more than one thing that results from that and one of them is that the person on the other end is part of it all right well with that i'm done that brings us up to one hour and one minute officially we've reached the one hour mark i guess we're going to wrap it up uh i did the worst thing possible i had a bunch of stuff to do and then i ended up taking a nap for like two hours so i'll definitely be up for a while there might be some kind of live show after this depending on once I kind of figure out what all work I got to get done and how much energy I got left, I haven't even drank any coffee tonight. So I might make some coffee and then I might just be up to go to sleep for Travis's show. We don't know. We'll find out. So thanks everybody for joining us. Hope you had a good week. Uh, not everything is rosy for everybody out there. So keep those uh, folks who are struggling in your thoughts. If you're uh, one to be, uh, I don't know what to say. So we're, we're having a pretty good week on our end, but that doesn't mean it's the same for everybody. Um, value your voice out there. And uh, thanks for joining us. Well, uh, oh, I guess I'll talk about this project. One of the things that's got me going in four different directions is uh, this project. We've got a, a crowdfunding campaign going. It is a an effort to buy the sewing machine, the embroidery machine from Allen Anchor, our friends over in California. So it's a large machine that can do embroidery. So patches and hats and shirts and whatever you might want to shove in there, it'll it'll create thread. It prints with thread. We're trying to buy their machine. We're doing it as a crowdfunding project. We're a but with 50 people on board, we're about a third of the way there. I think I need about 150 people altogether to make it happen. So it's not over. It's got the rest of the weekend. And then Monday, we've got a couple of uh, invites to join people on their shows. We'll be with, um, uh, I don't know if G23 is going to send me a link. Sometimes he does. Well, often, never he does. Once in a while, he does. Most of the time, he doesn't. But uh I might be on G23 show, depending if I get a link. And then uh, Hillbilly said he'd give me a link. Well, he always gives me a link, but uh, he said I could jump on. And then uh, I don't know if anything's happened on Sunday, but then Monday I'm going to be on with Crump. And hopefully in that time, we'll get another 100 or so people out there on board and uh, we'll make this thing happen. But I guess what I was saying is this is... Uh, an Indiegogo project. It's a platform that allows crowdfunding. <clears throat> In other words, if you have a good idea or an idea, it doesn't have to be a good idea, I guess, you can have an idea and you cannot be able to follow through on it for whatever reason. Maybe it's usually funding, but sometimes it's just you don't know the engineer. You don't have a designer, right? You don't have the, the crew needed for the project. 
So these these systems, there's Kickstarter is the big one. Indiegogo is a pretty big one. There's some others. These allow you to present the project to to the world, and then the system, the Indiegogo website, essentially gives people an interface that they can see the presentation of the project, but then they can also uh, get on board. They can either uh, participate or share the project with others. So that's what we're doing. We're uh, doing this on a kick on a crowdfunding platform. Uh, well, one, because I can't afford to buy this machine. I don't even have enough credit cards to buy this machine. It's thousands of dollars. And I'm getting a good deal on it. It's just that I don't have anywhere near the credit. Even if I did have the credit, honestly, I don't know if I would because I'm not. My goal isn't to become a uh, patch or sewing company. This is a massive resource, and it's a tool that's professional level. But my goal is to use it to prototype and to help out others, right? So when I get when when I have these machines and they're working, I have a lot of fun playing with the, the designs and making the stuff. But instead of doing production runs or high-end, fancy, limited-run product, I mean, I guess I do a little bit of that stuff. I dabble in it. But for the most part, I'm using it as a, uh, a tool to provide for uh, resources for other folks out there, people that it costs a lot of money to have one patch made. So if we can design their patch live in a workshop and then sew out the patch live, or at least feature it when it's being printed, you know, the, the printing of it or the sewing of it, and then have a, con a conversation after, you know, what should we use yellow here or orange here? You know, should we change this green to a different color green? With 15 colors, we'll have the ability to change stuff like that or to, to print out four different color options. That's what I'm looking forward to. The, uh, the ability to, to work with others and to help them out with stuff and then the project itself. This is our 37th time doing this. Um, I always offer when we're doing these projects, uh, if you want to see what it looks like behind the scene, uh, it's right here. Here's the dashboard. Uh, if you want to see how to set one of these things up, I mean, to me, it's obvious, but I'm guessing it's not obvious to everybody. Uh, there's strategies to it. You have to sometimes have the products or get ready to order the products. You have to be able to fulfill what you're going to send and ship. I mean, it's certainly doable. It's not always successful, but there's ways to be successful even in failure. And if you're interested in this kind of stuff, uh, there's very few people that are coaching with this. Well, anybody will chart. Well, you can pay people to tell you how to do this, but there's very few people offering, you know, the insight from 37 of these projects uh, for Second Amendment folks specifically. I guess gun people can pay me a couple of bucks, but if you're a Second Amendment activist and you're curious about how to make a project a reality, how to use the power of a massive community and our industry to fund the either the, the prototyping or the um, R&D or just the final manufacturing of either a product or a service or some sort of a concept that you've got there. This is 2023. If you've got ideas in your head, is it a crime to keep it in your head when you have the ability to share it and to get it out there into reality? Maybe it's not a crime, but it seems like it could be. So if you're interested, uh, feel free to get with me. I do these projects so that I, one, can get things like sewing machines to do stuff, but also so that I can keep current on these, pro on these platforms. Uh, the internet's pretty neat and parts of the internet are lame, Parts of the internet are super useful and it's got a lot of potential.
crowdfunding is a massive, massive potential. Waiting for an industry or a group of people to appreciate something is the sucker bet. People appreciate either, you know, I guess, ironically, eventually, sarcastically, like they'll, they'll appreciate things eventually sometimes, but the most of the stuff that people appreciate is due to marketing. So uh, it's tough to chant to compete with people who are out there willing to do anything for people's attention when you've got something valid to do. So with all that being said, it is uh, not necessarily easy to learn these things, but it's also not difficult to figure these things out. And as far as the nuances for gun stuff and for Second Amendment stuff, there ain't a ton of them, but you're welcome to those insights if you're doing good work out there. So thanks again to the people that are participating in this thing, the 51 people that got money in the game, those capitalists who are who are venture capitaling this project. Uh, you will be, what's the word? You will be, you'll get what's coming to you. As soon as I know how to work this machine and get stuff out, those people who are backers will always be backers. They will have created this machine, period. So for all of time, I'll be thankful to them for that. And they'll be, they'll get what's coming to them. So uh, I don't want to say too much about that because I just don't know what I can do with that machine and how much hats are going to cost and, you know, how much stuff's going to be. But once I got it all figured out and I've got stuff and it needs to go out, guess who the first 51 people are going to be. So with that, thanks to the people that are participating. Thanks also to the people that are sharing it. That's really the, the way that these platforms work. There's all kinds of little robots and spiders and things that pay attention to where people are coming from. I guess I probably shouldn't click on this, but if I clicked on this referral button, I'm going to open it in a new window and see what happens. Um, if I were to show you this, we've got referrals now from, holy crap. Here, this is what I'm going to do. I don't think this is all I'm saying. This is how many people are referring stuff to the project. Each one of these is a separate code. So I'm going to be able to talk to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people, nine people, 10 people, and say, here's how your piece worked. What you did brought in this many sales. You're not going to get that from your own sponsors. Like people don't give you feedback in this world. That's what we're trying to do here is change that. So I do appreciate the people that participate in it. Trust me, you're gonna get patches, but the people that uh, are sharing it, much appreciated, like I say, and the people that are in the game that are part of this, hopefully it's useful for you when we're all done. So with that, uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. Let's see what else am I missing. Can you drop the link for Baron? Might want to drop a link, but uh, usually DJ does that for me. He booked out of here. So see, I was depending on, I was taking for granted DJ's efforts. So what I like to do is grab some words and put them in front of the link. I guess you don't see me doing this. I'm doing this over here. So I put the link in there and then I go grab some words and I paste the words and then I hit enter, enter, equals, enter, enter, and then hit send and now what you end up with is the description a little equal and then a space and then the link 
and it's just nice and tidy for people. Okay, no idea how, I don't know what that means. Oh, you built your AKM today, right on. Uh, let's see, does it count as free patch Friday? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and no one's purchased anything from the store in like two weeks. So I am just not accustomed to looking at the store for sales anymore. I think I have it uh, set up on my new phone to beep at me, but then there hasn't been a sale in like two weeks. So I don't know if it's beeping at me or not. Let me go look. Uh, I have so many patches from SHOT Show, you don't even know. So there are definitely free patches going out. No one has taken me up on any. Well, nobody's bought anything. Oh, I shouldn't say that. It looks like, no, nobody bought anything. Uh, Krabby Turtle has an unfulfilled order that you bought back in January. And I hope that you're cool with that. I don't think your poster got shipped, but it's because they're moving and everything and and i'm still trying to figure out how to get them the poster orders i hope you got your every second matters patches by now though but anyway there hasn't been an order since the 10th we haven't had an order in 20 something days at the store but yeah you get free patches you can have all the free patches from the 20 days of nobody ordering anything at the store uh electrons hate me don't worry about electrons they're tiny uh posted the link thanks for that Oh, let me make you a mod, don't worry. Um, gotta open this up, go to here. Add as a standard moderator. So now your Amory is a moderator on larger channel than if you added up every other moderator you know and added up all their channel sizes together you're in a you're a moderator on a bigger channel than them so now you we've gone to king moderator of all moderators you're welcome uh let's see and then oh as this dude wants a link too so now i gotta open this up and look how slow my internet is so this is what I'm dealing with with slow internet. There we go. Right on. So thanks for the help with uh, moderation of the channel. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, I've just been kind of uh, chatting with the people who are still on after all of this and chatting in the comments here and with YouTube, you can have, you can be a regular, you can just be a regular person, or you can be a very special person called a moderator, which just means that you can delete people when you put your phone away or accidentally delete people when you're trying to comment mostly. So be careful that you don't delete people, but otherwise you can uh, clean up the bots that come in and more importantly, drop links. All right, so uh, thanks for helping out with our channel and others. And we'll wrap this one up. Tomorrow is Travis, if you're around, uh, then I don't know if uh, the weekly bullet will happen. Paul's uh, on his vacation, and I think he said he would have bullets. 
the weekly bullets, but we'll see. Don't assume nothing because he is coming back from from the Virgin Islands. Otherwise, Travis is in the morning. You got uh, the weekly bullet. Then we've got our ask gun questions with uh, Tony Simon and Clover. It, well, I think it's at 2 p.m. Eastern. I do it at noon my time. And then uh, after that, if G23 goes live, then you got Suicide Prevention Saturday, Hillbilly Up, and we have yet to decide if there's going to be uh, a, uh, an overnight on Saturday, although there should be a Saturday one every week. Just saying. All right, we're going to run a couple of ads here at the end. One for the store. Thanks to Foss for putting this together for us. And one last one for the sewing machine project. We'll give this dog a wiggle on the head. This dog was out today meeting his little ants who are way older than him, but littler than him. He has two old lady dogs that are older than him that are his, technically his aunts. Aunts. And uh, he went over and he tries to play with them, but they're very old and little. And he's bigger and a puppy, so he was not allowed to play with them as much as he'd want to. So evidently he got tired by just trying to play with little dogs today. But there's a bunch of pets for the co-host. He sounds hollow. Maybe he needs some food. Do you need some food in there? You want some food that goes in here? He's tired. He doesn't even want food. All right, well, I think... Uh, Yep, so everybody's saying goodnight. We'll put one more ad out here for the sewing machine. Emery brought up a great point for the end of the show here about frozen carrots. I haven't tried frozen carrots, but those little, the baby carrots they call them, which I don't think are babies, babies technically. Um, yeah, dogs dig them. Uh, this dog pretty much likes eating spinach, and I haven't given them carrots because I hate carrots and I don't own them, but I'm sure they would eat them. Uh, but I think that's a great idea. And you can sometimes give that kind of stuff to cats and stuff too. Uh, I would think a uh, piece of carrot is better than a, a cracker slightly, although it's still just a bunch of starch and not what a carnivore really needs, but it's got to be better for their teeth and stuff, I would think. Anyway, great point, and big dogs for sure like eating carrots. In fact, there's a whole bunch of carrots and sweet potato and a lot of food. All right, well, with that, we're ending it. See ya.